This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CMB Preferred. BFM 89.9, it's 7.06, Tuesday, the 10th of January. And of course, you're listening to The Morning Run with Chong Jensen and I'm Wong Xiaoning. Now, in about 30 minutes, we'll be speaking to Clara Ferrara Marquez. She's a columnist at Bloomberg Opinion on the protests that happened in Brazil. But in the meantime, let's recap how global markets closed yesterday. U.S. markets, they ended mixed. The Dow was down 0.3%. The S&P 500, it was down by 0.1%. The Nasdaq, it was up by 0.6%. In Asian markets, the Nikkei was closed for the coming each day. Hang Seng was up 1.9%. The Shanghai Composite was up by 0.6%. And the Straits Times Index and the FBMKLCI, they were both up by 0.9%. So much better day in Asia, not so good in the US. But to tell us where global markets are heading over the next few days, we have on the line with us Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the US Trust Bank of America Private Wealth Management. Good morning, Joe. Always good to speak to you. Now, what we've seen uh, in the headlines is that two Federal Reserve officials have signaled that interest rates could top 5% in the US. And I think this pushes out the theory that rates will be cut at year end. Do you share that view? Well, there is a consensus that there's going to be rate cuts by the end of this year, but a lot of has, has to go right between now and then. We're going to get the CPI number on Thursday. Inflation is heading lower. How sticky that remains, we'll see. But I think it's too soon for investors to think that the Fed's going to cut. We All we need is a pause, a pause in the rate, Fed, Fed funds rate hike, and that will be rocket fuel for the market. So we see upside here as we go deeper into 23. And Joe, the IMF is expecting a worldwide downturn, forecasting that a third of the global economy will be hit by a recession this year. Would you agree with that estimate or do you have an alternative view? Well, I think there's certainly downside pressure. But the big news is China's reopening. I think China's going to carry global growth, lift global growth much more than people expect, particularly in the second half of this year. So I think the IMF is right. A lot of countries are in trouble. They're headed for recession. But the big macro event this year is, is China accelerating growth and pulling the global growth a- ahead. So that's hugely bullish. Okay, um, let's talk about the U.S. because corporate season is going to start in earnest. I think the banks are going to report on Friday in particular. Today, we heard news that Goldman Sachs will be cutting as many as more than 3,000 jobs. So what are your expectations in terms of this result season? Well, I think it's going to be you know, fourth quarter, you're throwing the kitchen towel. So I think earnings are going to be weaker. Uh, you know, that's expected. The key is going to be the guidance. I don't think anyone, there's no upside to be optimistic here, given the sour mood of the market. So, you know, more layoffs, more cautiousness, uh, guiding lower. But this is what's, this is important, that we need estimates to decline for 23. So I think that's where we're headed. And that's the good news because estimates for 23 are still too high, but they're, now they're going to come down. Okay. But uh, so far, right, would it be fair to say that the street has been very late in cutting their numbers? Absolutely, yes. They, they've been late cutting the 23 estimates. Um, they're going to be negative in 23 from 22, and they're still positive. So, But the good news, a lot of this is priced in. The markets are already expected to come. So it's not going to be a shock to the markets when this happens. 
And Joe, late last month, US gross domestic product for the third quarter was revised higher to 3.2% from 2.9% in November. Doesn't this indicate more resiliency in the US economy than what the market has expected? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of perverse that we're waiting for this recession. And the, the bad news is it, the recession could, 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 could come later than sooner. Um, so, yeah, the, the U.S. economy is resilient. Consumers are spending. They're out traveling. Services got a little weaker here uh, with the latest PMI reading. But, yeah, Jay Powell has to wrestle and you know, continue to deal with a $25 trillion economy that doesn't want to lie down or roll over. That's the problem. So, you know, we're looking for a 50 basis point hike. In, in February, then another 25 basis hike in March. So we're not done. The Fed's not done. All right. Thank you very much for your time. That was Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the U.S. Trust Bank of America, Private Wealth Management. I think taking a train somewhere, we can hear some noise in the background. Yes, I think it's probably on his way home. <laughs> very busy. <laughs> uh, but let's take a look at some of the other headlines that came out of the U.S. And I want to focus on Apple. I mean, we can't ignore this stock, right? Recently, no longer that $2 trillion market cap company. But Bloomberg sources apparently have revealed that Apple plans to drop a Broadcom Inc. chip used in its devices uh, in 2025 and actually use an in-house design instead. Now, the iPhone maker is also looking to swap out Qualcomm's cellular modern chips with its own by 2024 or as early as 2025. And Apple is Broadcom's largest customer and accounted for about 20% of the chipmaker's revenue in the last fiscal year. So that translates into about $7 billion. And Qualcomm got 22% of its annual sales from the iPhone maker, representing nearly $10 billion. Though the company has warned for years that its Apple reliance will win. And the shares of Broadcom, they fell as much as close to 5% on the news and closed down 2%, while Qualcomm slid as much as 1.6% before closing down 0.6%. But Apple shares rose 04 0.4%. Well, Broadcom, one of the largest chip makers in the US, right? I think recently what we've seen is a lot of uh, noise in the chip space, especially because the US got it has its chip act and also they've put some restrictions in place in terms of what chip and what chip making equipment can be exported to China. But you look at the street, right? Despite the fact that I think more analysts are expecting a bit of a slowdown when it comes to the chip sector, still a darling at the moment, 19 buys, 6 holes, consensus target price, 649 US dollars. The last done price during regular market hours was down 11 US dollars and 54 cents to 576 dollars and 89 cents. But I wonder on the back of this news, will we then see more downgrades to the stock? Because from what I gather, it's, it's significant sales to Apple. And if one client pulls out, it's going to take a while for you to find a new client, if at all. Yeah, I think it's definitely a concentration risk for them. Um, and I guess for Apple, uh, one of the key issues is that they really need to pivot out of the uh, manufacturing base out of China. And they're looking to also uh, move to Vietnam and India. But I think that would take probably a, a longer time than expected to really diversify its, pro its production base. Okay, but apparently it's not a surprise, right? I think the industry had somewhat been expecting it, but still not very good news for these chip makers. Um, okay, so even the chief executive of Broadcom, Hock Tan, who if I'm not wrong, is a Malaysian. 
or has Malaysian roots, uh, has expressed confidence that his companies will maintain its foothold in Apple. We believe we have the best technology and are delivering value to our customers. There's no reason to find something else when you're not the best. Okay. Uh, other news not so positive. Goldman Sachs cutting, like I said earlier, 3,200 employees. They're going to be laid off as soon as tomorrow. And this amounts to 6.5% of the 49,000 employees Goldman had in October. Yeah, um, the scale of layoffs would be the largest since the 2008 financial crisis. I think at that point in time, during the GFC, we saw really a lot of job cuts from the investment banks. And Goldman CEO David Solomon, he kicked off Wall Street's layoff season in September and then opted to enact the industry's deepest cuts so far. So bank employees' levels swelled over the last two years in response to a boom in deals and trading activity. But IPO issuance plunged 94% last year because of suddenly inhospitable markets, according to CISMA data. And due to concerns that the economy will slow down further this year, Goldman is pulling back on headcount. And Goldman's move follows smaller cuts from Morgan Stanley, City and Barclays. And Credit Suisse, which is in the midst of a restructuring, has said that it will cut 2,700 employees in the last three months of last year. And it aims to remove a total of 9,000 positions by 2025. Ouch. Ouch. So not only may you, you might not get your year-end bonus, which a lot of investment bankers are looking for, you might get an envelope on your table or suddenly no access to your email or your office. Because when they ask you to go, it's almost immediate. And yes, I was right. Hock Tan is a Malaysian. He was born in Penang in the 1950s. Now, other news, which is not so positive, is Lululemon. And the reason why we're focusing on this is because it's an indicator of how the holiday sales were like, and they did see margin squeeze, so share prices did slump. They slid more than 9% after giving a forecast that the holiday quarter gross margins will decline as the apparel maker gives more discounts and deals with higher costs. So they expect gross margin to decline by 90 to 110 basis points in the fourth quarter compared with the previous expectation of an actual increase of between 10 to 20 basis points. However, it raised its fourth quarter net revenue guidance to between 2.66 billion to 2.7 billion from the previous range of 2.61 to 2.66. It also tightened outlook for fourth quarter earnings per share to between 4.22 and 4.27 cents compared to its prior forecast of 4.2 to 4.3 cents. The high inflation and threat of a recession in the US have resulted in a shift in consumer spending away from discretionary products, forcing discounts from companies to attract cash-strapped customers. Okay, so does the street like it? Still pretty much so. 23 buys, 8 holes, 2 sells. Consensus target price for the stock, $298.60. Oh, sorry, it's not 298 It's 391 US dollars. That's consensus price. Current share price during ma- regular market hours was down $30.60 to $298.60. I apologise for that. Uh, I think perhaps athleisure is losing a bit of its shine as more and more people go back to work. But also also, because of inflation, and we know Lululemon, not cheap at all, at all, at all. It's very expensive. <laughs> Albeit, I would have to admit, I do like the stuff. Uh, but I think people are thinking twice about whether they really need to spend this. And uh, similar to that, Macy's also revealed, and they are a department store chain in the US, they revealed that non-peak holiday sales uh, Laos were actually deeper than anticipated and hence the US consumer is starting to feel the pain of inflation and 
perhaps not spending as much as they used to. But up next, we'll be covering the top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned for that. BFM 89.9. The World Market Watch is brought to you by CIMB Preferred. Moving forward with you. Visit cimbpreferred.com.my for their preferential services beyond banking. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.